on West. Go ahead. Go ahead. Rockin this shit, Go ahead. Look, I keep it low to the T. You became play for keeps. Ain't shit sweet. Got soldiers on deck, and my youngin did a sweet. This a whole never wait. Tell him get the fuck off the beach. I'm in the field with the cleats. He ain't one of us here breach. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. I'm in the field with the cleats. He ain't one of us here breach. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. This shit is too easy. I'm on gold, but they don't believe me. You know I'm winning with the team. Screaming Vinny, 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 Vigi. Hear them devils screaming out bloody murder. I'm about to close the curtain. Mama grind, bitch, and work. Sorry, all them lies, it ain't work. You niggas weak, they be turchin'. I'm a West nigga, that's for certain. When cross the line, I'ma back up and I'ma hit his ass with this virus. And I come through 300 strong, 144 Leonidas. All my niggas, we eat. I'm in this bitch with the Ivis. Say, all y'all do the street. Day all is through the street. The nigga made the wrong move, he make his ass obsolete. He ain't one of us hit the lead. He ain't one of us here breach. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. Go Look, I keep it low to the T. You became play for keeps. Ain't shit sweet. Got soldiers on deck, and my youngin did a sweep. This a whole never wait. Tell him get the fuck off the beach. I'm in the field with the cleats. He ain't one of us here breach. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. I'm in the field with the cleats. He ain't one of us here breach. Come through all black gully jack, hey, man. All them hey, niggas go hey, retreat. You go see this look that's on my face, bitch? I'm for real with it. I hit the streets, put on my cleats, was in the field with it. You soft as cotton, just an actor, Uncle Feel with it. And then my targets on the move, bitch, I can still hit it. Hey, I speak true cause it's necessary. Color Jack revolutionary. Cold on them like January. Commander General is a visionary. Soul food, no sweets. Your preacher, man, he's sweet. Matter of fact, he weak. It's war time for peace. Think you hard, nigga, you ain't. Fuck with us, nigga, you can't. You smart cause we pace. We form up in ranks. We buy the bag, this rap shit. All black, no bright shit. Real life, no cap, bitch. Fall on them, that's cap shit. I keep it low to the T. You became play for keeps. Ain't shit sweet, got soldiers on deck, and my youngest did a sweep. This a whole never wait. Tell him get the fuck off the beach. I'm in the field with the cleats. He ain't one of us here breach. Nigga. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. I'm in the field with the cleats. He ain't one of us here breach. Come through all black gully jack, man. All them niggas go retreat. Go ahead. Yeah. 
with the block You could end up inside of a box When you get your eyeballs by a op After getting set up by a thought Opportunity, it doesn't knock nope. That sound right there be the cops yep. And all of that stress that we talking Still beats punching the clock You think I wanna sweep your floor from 8 to 4 Fuck, I wanna take your orders for When your favorite star got an Audemars That's worth more than mama's car Type of shit make you wanna say fuck the law When your rent's due and your piss poor Nigga, we don't even own our own corner store So call the waters, cause a quarter more, huh? Wanna be an entrepreneur We want sign checks We want work for ourselves We want on the nets You're too much of a threat When you're on your own assets So the only thing they show us Is how to be an outlet So we won't connect They say hi like hola Listen to Hova Whip up a rover Been watching power Tommy and Ghost bra So I need some powder Fish scale and soda For 99 cents Crack cocaine is like the motif It's plain and simple Way back then my mother hustled It's in my blood so I feel like It's time to grind just like the times when niggas lie Hold up, back then was the bad days Motherfuckers push mad weight I was a crack baby, tell me nothing about my mother And the struggle, see I love you and the struggle Trying to struggle, she hustle Selling everything in the house, goddamn She ain't give a damn about the spouse, got banned So my oldest brother had to man up Had to take care of us in the peace with four kids I'm on the way with no clip No food in the fridge, I don't support shit Got food stamps from the neighbors Tired work, ain't asked no favors Late night, he was shot both days Love of bread, it's a me, some mayo Kool-Aid had about four flavors And when time went to cash out Aki lashed out, told him he'd take food stamps 15 bucks for that kid, fuck all that shit Then the young nigga noticed That he could be the coldest Take back what they hold us Whole world on the shoulders No food in the kitchen but the stove work Ten dimes in the sack and he points to the back Say, right, let me get that soul I gotta go take out loans to go to school to get a job just to pay for the loans I took out in the first place. I'm looking at this arm and hammer like I should have a hammer in my arm right goddamn now. Shit ain't make no sense. Lord, make it make sense. Goddamn. Baking soda's only 99 cents. Hey, it's all the repenting. Gotta pay.
inshallah You don't want no problems, my brothers They stand around me on point like equal dollar Don't make the wrong move or face the repercussions Just keep bluffing and give me a reason for me to flush it My people lusting after the serpent and he beguiled you Wicked niggas just keep on sinning like we allowed to 400 plus years of being in chains They took the yoke up off our neck and put it straight on our brains So what's changed? There's no new thing under the sun They still slaughter us, die by the knee and scatter the gun It's open season, murderous killers for no reason It's my people I love, I ain't fucking with no either I don't wanna meddle, my niggas We still oppressed, we just Went from a pot to a kettle One West Rebel Pressure bust pipes or a blood vessel You know the white man is the devil This truth would never stop teaching UBK soldiers in every region Right now is the time and the season No heathens, no heathens Death before the sun and no treason One West until a nigga stop breathing Kwam Yasha Allah, we screaming No heathens, no heathens Death before the sauna, we living through trauma Under commanding General Yohanna, this army is stronger We on the front line, ready to die for this truth While the white man kissing our boots And I don't never see none of you cowards when the work is getting started Cause year of your father, the serpent in the garden They plotting and scheming, we going through curses, fighting demons Give a fuck about a flat earth, when my people out here feeding Pain and anguish, because the gates that rub language Scattered abroad, we was given another language Plus we living at the bottom, supposed to be on top when will it stop? Get killed by the hands of these wicked cops Lacing our boots, ready for war This is One West And we are not affiliated, nigga, fuck the rest Me and my brother just want a ball Shout out to ICR And we some warlords Learned that from Yasha This truth will never stop teaching UBK soldiers in every region Right now is the time and the season No heathens, no heathens Death before the sun and no treason one west until a nigga stop breathing Kwam Yasha Allah, we screaming No heathens, no heathens Now let me tell y'all something Black, Hispanic, and Native Indians We the true Jews of the Bible We gotta come together and stop fighting against each other, man Instead of loving these heathens We need to love each other That's the only way we gonna win this war against our enemies this truth would never stop teaching UBK soldiers in every region Right now is the time and the season No heathens, no heathens Death before the sun and no treason One west until a nigga stop breathing Kwam Yasha Allah, we screaming No heathens, no heathens I am black but comely Oh ye daughters of Jerusalem as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Check out my Hebrew drip, my Hebrew drip. You know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew chick. Then you do not want tests. I got my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew drip, my Hebrew drip. Check out my Hebrew drip, my Hebrew drip. You know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew drip. Clothes with a garment down to the foot. Lil' mama came back and took another look 
Them fridges and them studs probably got a shook. But all I can tell her, I am not a crook. Whole team winning. Can't do it by myself. I bought my whole team with me. Tonight I need some help. I plan on killing these niggas. And I ain't talking murder, shot at feeling these niggas. I know she probably heard of us one west. Harlem, New York, since 1969. Looking for an Israelite woman that I can get behind. Take her to the promised land. Show her good niggas exist. Fuck what her mama saying. You understand? Listen. Fourth dimension blue is my cologne. All I did was say shalom and she offered me a phone number. Especially when I'm in the zone, I tell fire to the moan, girl, you playing with the wrong. Check out my Hebrew trip, my Hebrew trip. You know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew chick, and you do not want tests. I got my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew trip, my Hebrew trip. Check out my Hebrew trip. My Hebrew trip, you know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew trip. And you ain't never seen nothing like it with a drip so hard. Made it straight, she was dying, cause a nigga cold as ice that sharper than a knife. I could change your whole life just by making you my wife, man. Look, that nigga got the boots, beer sprays, man. Look, that nigga got the garment with the shades, man. Look, that nigga got the spikes on his armband. And he got the Shilla David on his charm, man. No, I'm not lucky. I'm blessed, yes, my lady in the dress, they hatin', we dead fresh, I'm making they ass sweat, with all this masculinity, I can tell she feelin' me, my swag on infinity, and this ain't something you can buy, they askin' who am I, I traded in my suit and tie, and I just got a garment from the captain, catch me in the club, smellin' like black, catch me in the club, smellin' like black, catch me in the club, smellin' like black, My Hebrew trip, you know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew chick, and you do not want tests. I got my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew trip, my Hebrew trip. Check out my Hebrew trip, my Hebrew trip. You know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew. Catch me in the club, smelling like black. Check out my Hebrew trip. My Hebrew trip, you know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew chick, and you do not want tests. I got my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew trip, my Hebrew trip. Check out my Hebrew trip, my Hebrew trip. You know I'm Hebrew fresh with my Hebrew click. I know you can't understand, and I'm on some Hebrew shit. Check out my Hebrew trip. Thy cheeks are comely with rows of jewels. Thy neck with chains of gold. We will make deep borders of gold and studs of silver. See, I've been in here for a little minute. You know what I'm saying? And I, I see niggas, they like to talk a lot. They like to, they like to claim leadership. They like to claim this and that. You know what I'm saying? They like to be above when they really isn't have authority. But they don't really need that authority. They don't really know what to do with that leadership. You understand? You hold hands with this white man. You need to stop and ask you to give a damn what you talk about. Don't give a fuck what you believe, nigga. Gotta stand up and serve my God. We'll pray on our knees, nigga.
gon' tell you no more I swear these crackers try to kill us slow Just spoke to a nigga and fed it, yeah, for parole Because of the COVID, it feel like the host in this world, it don't go together Know where it's golden and ghetto I'm in the city blazing with my niggas Just told the devil the score never settled Yeah, yeah. see the props Tired these niggas keep talking about, you know, you respect my religion, I respect your religion. Boy, your ass need to stop it, ass need to prop You know, like we all come together. Cause you know what I'm saying? They say God so loved the world. God so loved the world, and all your ass need to stop it, ass need to prop Give a damn what you talk about. Don't give a fuck what you believe, nigga. Gotta stand up to serve my God. We'll pray on our knees, nigga. Yeah. Hey, to my young We'll pray on our knees, nigga. Gotta stand up. Across the line radio hosted by Captains Tazariak and Kadazak. Kadazak will be joining us momentarily. I had seen the phone calls was uh, opening up already, so um, say again. Concert what? Yeah, so I've seen the phone lines just open up, so we're going to go ahead and start the show. I believe we may have a debate today. Kadazak going to run that part when he gets here um, against uh, some Old Testament Israelite. Who knows? Uh, what do you want to talk? Old Testament is like a little retarded to me, but you know, we'll see how it go. Kadazak, can you talk for a second? I just want to bring something back. This ain't going to take but two seconds. I'll just talk yeah. about the upcoming debate. All right. We back. We here. Shalom, y'all. What's going on? We got three callers. Um, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to all the calls tonight because we actually do, um, and Salaki for not promoting it, but we do have a debate set up. Uh, some uh, Old Testament Israelite is going to call up. We're going to be talking about the uh, validity of the New Testament and also are we under the New Testament? What testament are we under? Um, it's a beautiful day, right? Yeah. Weather, right? Weather was great. I feel good. All that good stuff. Hope y'all feel good too. And um, Cap has a sale going on. I think uh, yeah. that's 14 days in. 14 days. So, like, that's like 40, 36. We got 36 let, let, days let left of sales. Let me tell you what he just did. When he said 14 and, and he slowed it down, I had to he do wanted to man. make sure he got the man You know what down. I'm saying? So I took 10 so off, <laughs> and, then, and then I took another four, so now I know we're at 36. That's how I do math. That's right. 36 days 36 left days of 20% left off. Of savings. Fourth dimension. He's got new fragrances. That's right. I like a couple of them. Yeah. I got some more. Listen, man. It's, I feel like a junkie when I be going to the spot. It just since just become, and they must know I'm coming because when I walk in there, uh -huh. they be like, "Oh, you didn't smell this one. Oh, you didn't smell this." One. And then when I smell it, oh, I, just realized I, I got, have to I got a make good it. Chair. And let me tell you something. I just <laughs> I, I've never been excited oh, about a mix. Okay. You feel tall? What? You feel a little, you No, I don't feel high. tall. I feel comfortable. You, do you feel tall? You, listen, you, look, listen, you listen. look a little taller today. Though. That's the spirit. You get what I'm saying? I'm a giant in the spirit. All the short people said that you, that you said that right. Yeah, you, you heard that, right? <laughs> get the short people a hand. Get the short people a hand. I, I'm glad I can inspire Every, everybody 5'8 and below. <laughs> 
Fred Wong the beard can't help with your hair growth. But listen, I got a new mixer today. Oh shit. I never thought Really? 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 I told you about I'm it. I'm so sorry. I told him in the clubhouse I, I was gonna play the show. I'll send Zakar 20. <laughs> I think I got an adapter what? in my car. I, uh, yeah, this But it's for Android, but I could use my phone. So can somebody run to my car real quick? In the middle of the dash. Yes, yeah, a lot. It's like one of them um or if anybody has, you know, the, the adapter you have to have for the audio to come out of the phone. Does anybody have one? I hate dropping the ball. Can you check for me real quick? If not, I have somebody run to the car. Um, but I got a mixer today, and I never thought as a man I'd be excited about getting a mixer. But when I make oh a mixer, because like, you know how to, okay, so you see the, the, yeah, right. the machines I have yes. when I make them. So I got a bigger one. This is the only mixers I know. I got a bigger one, and it was I was so excited. I took pictures of it, video. But it. now, so you have now you're gonna have the you understand the ratio. Yeah, like, yeah, I have a better so like the, I could make more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was excited about Yo, it. Yo, can't be whipping in that kitchen. Real bro. hard. Whip I went it, to whip the, it. I went to the trap house. I ain't talking about a rib right now. And <laughs> I don't think it's in there. Y'all not getting the jokes, babe. I got it. Ain't not woke. Y'all not woke. Stay woke. I am tired. Stay woke. I had a long day. So like I said, with, with all this, um, everyone wants to know, um, did you finally give Captain Katz a discount? I actually gave <laughs> I him a free butter. Yo, he did, actually. He did. He did give me a free butter. He, he can't. Give me a, yeah, I deserve that. I deserve that. Thank you. Thank you. He came by the house this last Saturday, right? Yeah, I was like, how much do I owe you? He's like. I said nothing. I gave him 100% off. <laughs> It's about time. Yeah. You know, but you know what? I can't I can't even talk though because like when this whole fourth dimension thing was just an experiment, like I'd be finding bottles and there's like no label on it. And I'm like, oh this right. was this was the prototype. Right. I was like this. And he gets this, all this, the prototypes. <laughs> he's doing all his whining, but he gets all the prototypes. Yeah, but like the prototypes, like I told you, they're like lazy chips. It's like there's they're like missing no, a quarter. Those, like, the it's all it's all air in, in the damn thing. Like when I first made aphrodisiac, you like the original when I the, the, the very first one. one. Right. Yes. Can somebody get my water out of the fridge? That was the best. Can somebody get Kadazai's water? That water is for Kadazai. No, no, no. I'll do that. I got a Powerade. I'm torn. A Powerade? It was, I stopped at a, at a little Powerade? stand. Yeah, yeah. No you sugar. You just watch a shack. Zero sugar. Zero sugar. No sugar. <laughs> Can you ready for take some calls, man? Um, a shot. No announcements yet, man. Uh, right, I got to see. You try to call. There's questions online? What's the question? The question was, um, does the ISPK have inmate correspondence, sir? Who? Inmate? Inmate correspondence. Excellent. Yeah, you can give just the little one. I know he feel big, but he's not that big, so I'll take this one. Is there a 513 yeah. number on? There you go. No, no, this is you, cat. No, this no I'm telling you. I got one, I got one right already? here, man. Relax. Already. I just said you get it's, the little one. I know you're big, but big, but small. Why are you... Why are you who, wait, who said Why that in the movie? He's like big but small. Like, who in the movie was that, huh? <laughs> you got an extra medium? <laughs> extra medium? No, nah, that was in uh, uh, Friday after next. Friday, next, yeah. When Cat Williams was coming up. He's big but small. He's big but small. Yeah. Kind of like, he's big but small. Yeah. He's big but small. That, you know? Meanwhile, Cap is a goddamn cedar tree. I seen him. I seen him outside, like over all the cars, all the vehicles. I'm like, you couldn't hide nowhere, bro. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just standing outside. You just. You gonna run this? Uh, tall as could be. Whoever. Oh, the inmate correspondence for anybody that has. Uh, one thing we do do we go into the prison systems all the time, and so 
We do correspond. Oh, did somebody go to my car? In the middle of my car, you know, you know what my car looks like? It's, it's, when you come out here, it's on the other side. It's on 124th, but it's on the other side. When you turn it, if you lift up the middle of the dash, you're going to see like a, a headset. It's going to have a white end on it. Like a light, yeah, like the white little end on it. All right? All right, the water. Appreciate it. Inmate, for those that have brothers or sisters that is in prison, uh, we do correspond with inmates. The email that you want to send your emails to is isupkpd at gmail.com. For anyone with an inmate, for inmate correspondence, correspondence, I think I spelled this word right. I put the link, I put the email in the chat so anybody got uh, inmate correspondence. I'm glad I logged into Brandy Bridge online. Who am I bringing on? This Miss 513 dude? That's uh, for the debate. Okay, so for, the, uh, for all the other callers, um, I'll bring you on shortly. We're going to bring on 513-295. You're on Cross the Line Radio. What's your name? Where you calling from? Ezra Maxberry, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. This is, uh, this is the brother for the debate tonight. He is a, uh, well, I guess what you classify so-called Old Testament only. And uh, we set up a debate for the validity of the New Testament and are we under the New Testament? Was there rounds or something? Was yes. One round? It was one uh, It was two rounds and then, I think, what was it, two, two ten-minute rounds? Ten minutes? I think ten minutes, yeah. Or was it seven? Okay, we're going to... Did we say we gonna... seven or ten? Uh, I think seven. Yeah, seven. We said seven. It, it I thought so. Seven. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah, it was two, se it was two seven-minute seven rounds, and then I think five-minute rebuttal rounds. Wow. Okay, so brother, you okay. go. <laughs> said wow. You brother, you'll get to go first. Well, I will give you an opportunity. Um, this won't count as a round or nothing, but if you could take sixty seconds or so to give a brief int introduction, so the audience can know where you are, where your premise. I believe the debate is. Are we in the New Testament? And what was the second part, first part? Uh, the, the validity of the New Testament, are we under the New Testament? The validity of the New Testament, and are we in the New Testament? Um, so, brother, you can take like 60 seconds just to introduce yourself, and then we'll go into your round, okay? Yes, sir. My name is Ezra Maxberry. I'm a Karaite Israelite. Karaite meaning I only accept the Tanakh, which is Torah, Nevi'im, and Katavim, which is the Torah, the prophets, and the writings, what most people call the Old Testament. I only accept that as authorized and inspired by the Almighty. Um, I reject all the other writings as, ex as, expired, as it's inspired. Um, uh, you know, I read them as maybe histories, like the Apocrypha or the New Testament. But as far as coming from the Almighty, I say no. And I definitely say uh, we are not under the New Covenant at this time. Okay, and will you explain what we're under if we're not under the New Covenant? Will you be explaining what we are under or no? Um, not necessarily. If you, if you want me to... I, no, I don't. No, I'm just. I mean, that, I, that was more so just a question. Because if we aren't under the New Testament, are you saying we're still under the old? Yes, sir. 
Okay, yes, sir. So, we still under the same covenant that was that was given. Okay, so you are you going to present that we're under that? I'm only saying um, that what, so, so that before you go, the audience can know. Like we know that you're talking about the validity of the New Testament, but are you going to give the audience anything to substantiate what covenant we're under now? Well, we're still under the same one that was given to Moses. That's uh, kind of self-explanatory. I don't. I don't no, no. I, well, you can't. I didn't, the I didn't why, prepare anything to, to okay, say well, on that. But. No problem. But the reason why you can't say it's self-explanatory, obviously, because you have other people that believe under the New Testament. That's why, hence, why we're even having this particular debate, because people believe that we're under the New Testament. So I wouldn't say it's self-explanatory. Nor am I saying that you have to. It was just a question. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out my stopwatch. And you're going to have seven minutes to present your argument that uh, on the validity of the New Testament, right? Okay, uh, Captain Tazariak, on one question. Yeah. Are we going to do uh, seven on the, the validity of the New Testament and then seven on are we under the New Covenant? Are we going, how, how are we doing this? Yes, that's exactly how it is. Two okay. rounds, one, one for each. Okay, and the, and the five-minute um, rebuttals, are that? Are, are we going to do two of those or one of those? How does that work? Huh? Yeah, we, 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 what we could do you is uh, you could, we could do after the two seven-minute rounds. That'll be like the last, you understand, five minutes apiece to rebuttal what was said. All right, don't swear Okay. Okay, so we'll, we'll do both. Okay, we'll do one five-minute rebuttal to cover all of it or a five-minute rebuttal for each round. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think that, you know, I think seven minutes is enough for two rounds to cover the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It'll be redundant at that point. Okay. So what is the, what is the first round? Get all those right. likes up. Get those likes up. So the first round is about what? I think the, the first round is the validity of the New Testament, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, seven minutes will start. It's on you. When you start, I'm going to push my stopwatch. And you got seven minutes when you start. When you say you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All uh, right, you got it up. Okay. I say that the uh, New Testament is not authorized or given by the Almighty because the New Testament twists, misquote, add to, subtract from, and make up scripture to prove its points. For example, Matthew chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, it reads, When he arose, he took the young child and its mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, which was, spoke, excuse, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. I'm just uh, pulling these scriptures out, but I, I ask your audience to please read the whole context of each verse that I quote so that they know that I'm not pulling out anything, that I'm not pulling anything out of context and that everything is correct as I say it. Because I don't want to be uh, a deceiver. Now, that verse in Matthew chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, that was Joseph, 
the father of Yeshua, taking Yeshua to Egypt to hide him from Herod. And then it says, and and was there in, wait, wait, sorry, until Herod had died. And then it says, and was there until Herod, until the death of Herod, that it may be fulfilled, which was spoken of, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, out of Egypt have I called my son. Now they quoted a scripture from the Tanakh or the Old Testament. I use the word Old Testament because most people understand that term. So they that quotation is from Hosea chapter 11, verse number 1. And here is the verse from Hosea chapter 11, verse number 1, that the quotation was from. It says, when Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. As you can see, that verse in Matthew 2, 14 and 15 misquoted and applied that verse that's in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1. They applied that to Yeshua when, if you go back and read the verse, Number one, it is not a prophecy. Number two, it's definitely not messianic. And number three, it's definitely not talking about Yeshua. It's talking about when the Most High brought Egypt out of Israel, when the Most High brought Israel out of Egypt. So that has nothing to do with Yeshua, but the New Testament took it, pulled it out of context, and applied it to Yeshua, and it had nothing to do with him whatsoever. But that's how it, the New Testament does with its um, points. It proves its points by twisting the Old Testament. Um, example number two, Galatians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, this is Paul speaking, and he's talking about Abraham in the promised seed. It says, now Abraham and his seed were the promises made. And then it says, that's Galatians 3.16, if I didn't mention that. And then it says, hello? Oh, then it says, he said, not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to, thee, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So Genesis 3.16, Paul saying that Abraham talking about the promises was made to a seed, a singular seed as in one person. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah brother. We, we, we here. We, 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 all mics are muted. How much time I got? Well, you got four you minutes and 30 30. seconds. Yeah. I got how much? Four hey, minutes. No, no, no. No, you, no, you at four, four minutes. minutes. Okay, got wait, it. Wait, okay. No, listen. Okay, you at, you you at four. Slow down, brother. You at 430. It's seven minutes, so you have 3.30 left. Three minutes and 30 seconds left. Okay. All right. Okay, appreciate that. Okay, um, Galatians 3.16, Paul does something that was super crazy. He, he said that when Abraham spoke of a seed, he said the seed is singular, so it's talking about one person, which is Christ. But if you read in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7, and in Genesis chapter 13, verse 15, in Genesis chapter 17, verse 8, and in Genesis chapter 24, verse 7, all those scriptures 
For example, I'll read Genesis 3, 15 and 16. It says, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. As you see that that the, the book was talking about Abraham's seed, which is his offspring, all of his offspring, not one person, like Paul trying to make it say. Because Paul said that the seed was in the singular form, but seed is a uh, like a collective noun, which means it's talking about more than one. Like, like for example, the word sheep. You can use sheep. You can be talking. You can say a sheep, or you can say some sheep. Or the word team. Team is a collective noun. When you say team, you know you're talking about a group and not just a singular person. But Paul twisted that to make it sound like it was talking about one person, which is Christ. Um, Paul, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. It says, who also has made us ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth light. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that which the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, and, and it says further, but I'll, I'll stop and I'll read, um, I'll go back to the Tanakh and read Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15 and 16. It says this, see, I have set before Brother, you got 30 seconds. You got okay. See, I've set before thee this day life and good and death and evil. Now, back in Deuteronomy 30, um, 30 and 15, the Almighty said he set before you the law, and he set before you life and death. But Paul makes it sound like the Tanakh, that the um, law is only the administration of death. He misrepresented the Almighty's law and said it was the administration of death. And I know that is a lie. I'll end right there because I know my time's up. Okay, um, I actually gave you some extra time but only because we was talking, um, letting you know about the time. So now this is not the rebuttal round, so this would be my response. Um, I believe this, what's this round? The validity of the New Testament? Right? Yes, sir. Okay, so I'll, yes, do, so I'll do seven minutes and then you'll be able to rebut my information for five minutes after I go, right? So I'm gonna start my yes, sir. I'm gonna start my time when I start talking. Okay. All yes, sir. All right. When you talk about the validity of anything, um, of course, most people go to scriptures. I'm gonna show some information outside of the scriptures first, because if we uh, can validate the existence of Christ, then we can more so validate the New Testament, because the New Testament is primarily about Christ. Even the brother brought up Matthew's the second chapter and 14 when he says coming out of Hosea, which I will gladly respond to in my rebuttal round. So I'm just going to highlight, or maybe I'll respond in this round, I'm not sure. So I'm just going to highlight two, out, two or three outside sources that validate Christ, as well as the term Christian, which was the derogatory name that they gave to the Israelites. So this article, anybody can look up the historian uh, Josephus. So I'm going to read this article here. I'll put this link in the chat for anybody that wants this information that I'm saying. 
You can kindly read this information in the chat. Here's the link. I just put it in the chat, and now I'm going to read it. It says, the first century Jewish historian Flavius Josephus, who according to Erham, is far and away our best source of information about first century Palestine, twice mentions Jesus in Jewish antiquities. His massive 20-volume history of the Jewish people that was written around 93 AD. Though to have been born a few years after the crucifixion of Christ, around 37 AD, Josephus was a well-connected aristocrat and military leader. So what he wrote was, I'm just trying to find it, it says, in one passage of Jewish antiquities that recounts an unlawful execution, Josephus identifies the victim, James, as the brother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. So now this is an outside source that's not in the Bible that gives testimony to Christ existing. So if Christ existing and you have Christians existing, this gives more power to validating the New Testament. When we go about validating if it's of God, I will go into the scriptures and prove that, but I just want to show outside sources. Then you have Tacitus, who it says connects Jesus to his execution by Pontius Pilate. It says uh, another account of Jesus appears in the Annals of Imperial Rome, a first century history of Roman Empire written around 116 AD by the Roman senator and historian Tacitus. Chronicling the burning of Rome in 64 AD, Tacitus mentions that Emperor Nero falsely blame the persons commonly called Christians. Why would they be called Christians? Because they follow after Christ. So clearly we can see another instance where Christians or Christ is being mentioned and they're following them because Jesus actually was executed. It says, as a Roman historian, Tacitus did not have any Christian biases in his discussion of the persecution of Christians by Nero. Just about everything he said coincides from a completely different point of view by Roman author uh, disdainful of Christians and their superstition with the New Testament itself says Jesus was executed by the governor of Judea. I'm going to give one more source. Uh, let me see if this source I'm going to give. So I'll skip that source. So I've shown sources outside of the Bible that validates Christ as a man, Christians as those that were following after Christ, which is kind of pretty easy. So now I'll take the rest of my time just to dispute some of the things that he said in Matthews 2 and 14. Well, before I do that, when it comes to prophecies in the Bible in the Old Testament or New Testament, I'm going to read Wisdom of Solomon, the seventh chapter, in the 22nd verse. It says, For wisdom, which is the worker of all things, taught me, for in her understanding, spirit holy, one only, manifold, subtle, lively, clear, undefiled, why is it saying manifold? Because one prophecy in the Bible is not confined to that one event. If you think about Deuteronomy 28, 68, how many times that happened. Other scriptures that we'll read, you see them happening at one point, Isaiah the 14th chapter. You see them happening at one point, and then you see them happening again because scriptures are manifold. Just to show you. So I say that to say when you go to Matthews 2 and 13, for ex well, I won't do that one. What I will do is I'll do Isaiah 7 and 14, which was a big topic. How much time I got? Isaiah 7 and 14, which was a big discussion today in uh, the clubhouse, which I wanted to join into the chat today. So Isaiah 7 and 14 reads, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now we know when Isaiah was given this sign, he also had a son when you go to Isaiah 8. When it talks about Mal Shalahaz, I always mess up that name saying that name. 
So a lot of people say, well, this is talking about him and only him. And then 65 years after it was given, it was um, this other work was done. But if you look at Isaiah 7 and 14, when we give the examples, what do you have in here? You have a virgin, which is a young woman of marriageable age. You also have a title, which it says shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, if this was about Isaiah's son, then Isaiah's son should have been called Emmanuel. Now, you notice Christ was, was not called Emmanuel either. He was called Yahawashai because the name Emmanuel was just a title, which means God is with us. So God was with Isaiah's son, and then in, in Christ's time, God was with him. How did you know God was with him? By the miracles that Christ performed. Whether he was making a blind see, the crippled walk. So that's one example. Um, I want to also go point to Isaiah 9 and 6, which lets you know it's not talking about Isaiah's son. And Isaiah 9 and 7, 9 and 6 rather, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Again, we have another scripture where it's given a name, but it's not a literal name. These are titles that are given. It says his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And that's who Christ was. Christ was the peace between us and the Most High. You read that in Hebrews 9 and 15. Y'all know this is my favorite chapter. 30 seconds. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 15 it says and for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of those um, that were under the first testament so what I've done in this round as I take my last 20 seconds is I've shown that Christ existed outside of the Bible as well as inside of the Bible I will wait for my rebuttal round to rebut the scriptures that he pulled that said it was not talking about Christ I yield the rest of my time Get those likes up. Hey, brother, you there? Yes, sir. Uh, no. you, you have a five-minute rebuttal round to that. Okay, you ready for me? Born. Whenever you start talking, you have five minutes. It'll start, I'll start the time when you start talking. Okay, can you notify me like at two, uh, when I have two minutes left, please? Yeah, two-minute warning, copy. Yeah, we'll get you. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, number one, I'm not disputing the validity of Yeshua, whether he lived or not. I believe that he lived. I believe the testimony of Josephus, and I believe the testimony of Tacitus when they, when they speak of him. So I definitely believe that he lived, and I definitely believe that he was executed. But that's not the debate. The debate is, is the New Testament from the Almighty or not. Now, uh, you brought up uh, Wisdom of Solomon, which I believe that's apocrypha. I'm not even addressing that. Um, Isaiah 7, 14. That's another one that I can use to show that the validity of the New Testament is definitely not there. Uh, if you read, please, anybody read Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Start at verse 1 you will see that it's talking about definitely not talking about a virgin birth for one the word there is alma which is a woman of cons uh, cons that that's able to bear children so we not but that's not even an issue but the point is it wasn't even the birth that was the sign the sign was the maturity of the child this is what was going on 
the um is Judah was being attacked by Israel and Syria. And Isaiah went to the king and told the king, don't worry about it. The Almighty is going to deliver us. And then Isaiah told the king that here is a sign that the, that the Almighty is going to deliver us. It says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a young woman shall conceive, or the young woman shall conceive, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Here is the sign right here. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both thy kings. See, this was not a prophecy uh, thousands of years later referring to Yeshua. This was a prophecy speaking to the king, showing him that he's going to be delivered from both the northern tribe of Israel and the, uh, the country of Syria. That's what the prophecy for. It has nothing to do with New Testament. It has nothing to do with uh, what's spoken to Mary in the book of Matthew. Nothing to do with that. No angel spoke to her saying this. You got two minutes. No true angel. You got two Appreciate minutes. Appreciate it. No, no true angel spoke to her saying these things. That that that's definitely not. That wasn't the that wasn't the uh, prophecy. The prophecy was fulfilled. Surely, uh, if you keep reading, Israel and um, Syria was was destroyed. The prophecy was fulfilled. It has nothing to do with something thousands of years later. It has something to do with them that was right there. And that is not what theologians call a double prophecy. That is one prophecy meant for the time that of the people that lived there. And um, I'll finish the rest of my time with another verse that I, that I have here. Um, let's see. Here's another one that's taken out of context. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, this is Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5, and he's quoting. He's quoting from Psalms chapter 40, verses 6 and 8. It says, Sacrifice and, offer sacrifice and offerings, Thou didst not desire, mine ears hast thou opened, burnt offering and, sac and sin offering thou hast not required. Then, lo, I come, wait a minute, then said I, lo, come, I come in the volume of the book, as it is, it is written of me, I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. See, as you see, that verse, again, is taken totally out of context. It said, but a body thou hast prepared for me in Hebrews 10, 5. But if you go back to 40, Psalms 40, 6 and 8, the word body is not in there anywhere. They add it to the word. And the word Deuteronomy says, do not add unto, do not add to this commandment and do not diminish or take away from it. But they have added to the word and they took it away from the word. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. Look, he said he took out the handwriting of ordinances 
by nailing time. it to the crown. This is time. Paul. And that's your time. time. That's, that's your time, brother. Okay. All right. All right, so now we got a five-minute rebuttal round, and then we're going to get into the next topic after that, all right? All right. Yes, sir. And, and uh, Cap, it is uh, on you whenever you start. Okay. As I stated, a lot of well, as I stated, a lot of people don't understand what prof- our prophecies work. What I also want everybody to pay attention to, the brother clearly said, not only does he believe in Christ, he believed that Christ was crucified. Where's the only information you can get about anything about Christ? The New Testament. He just validated the New Testament with that one statement that he just said. That one statement alone made this debate null and void because he believed Jesus existed, believed he died. Was cru- he said the word crucified. So it makes everything that we're about to say null and void. So Matthews 1 and 21, again, as I said, when it says prophecies are double, you go to 2 Samuel 7 and 12, um, 7 and 14, after it says, I will be his son, excuse me, I will be his father, he will be my son. If uh, he commits iniquity, I will beat him with the stripes of men and with the rods of men. That did not happen to Solomon, but it did happen to Yahawashai when Yahawashai was here to pay for what Solomon did. That's what a prophecy, when we say a double prophecy. Now, what happened in the prophecy that happened with David? Solomon did build that temple, but that temple did not last forever because it was a prophecy in part, so to speak. So in Isaiah 7 and 14, when they try to make the bitter and the butter and honey, first of all, a baby don't come out eating butter and honey. A baby comes out drinking milk and then he gets to a level where he can take the butter and honey because that's the part of the prophecy that belonged to Isaiah's son. The only prophecy that Matthew quotes is a virgin shall conceive and call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And how did you know God was with Christ? By his own admission, he knew Christ existed. So he have to accept the things that are written. So Christ did the works of the Most High. That's how you knew God was with us. He did not dispute any of my outside information. He agreed with my outside information. So I don't have to touch that. Then he also said, Matthews 2... And 14, when he said, uh, 2 and 13, it says, And when he departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there until I bring thee word. And we arose, he took the young child by night and departed into Egypt until the death of Herod. Then he came back into Israel. And verse 15 says, um, That it might be fulfilled, O Lord, by thy prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Christ is the son of the most high, which came out of Egypt. How do you know prophecies are fulfilled by the actions that take place? So when Christ came out of Egypt and the prophets or the disciples before him, what did John 1 and 45 say? John 1 and 45 said, we have finded him. Hold on, let me get to it so I don't be all over the place. This is John 1 and 45. What did Nathaniel say? We have found him of whom Moses and the prophets did right. So what did that mean? Number one, they were in the scriptures themselves and they observed what Hosea said, what Isaiah said, what Samuel said. They observed all these things. So when they see this man or this child at the time coming out of Egypt, when they see the works that he's doing, it validates everything about the Messiah that they was looking for. This is how you prove 
if the New Testament is valid or not by the writers showing you that they fulfilled the prophecies. He also brought out uh, Hebrews 10. When I'm working out my time. So he brought out Hebrews 10. Uh, I like to go to the scriptures they go to first. So he brought out Hebrews, the 10th chapter. I like to start, well, I'm going to do where he started at. Hebrews One minute 10. remaining. I appreciate it. Hebrews 10 and 6. Where in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou didst have no pleasure. And he's saying that the writers plagiarized. Do I got his right, his right scripture? I hope I got the right one he pulled. Um, if not, he'll tell me which one it was because I know he said it was a comparison with Psalms, the 40th chapter and the 6th verse. Um, I hope I got the right one for him. So even in that one, if I go to his verse, Psalms 46 through 8, that he said the writers got wrong. So Psalms 40, 68, sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened, burnt offerings and sin offering hast thou not required. So when we go back to Hebrews, the reason why that's important is because Christ did not sin. That's the point of this. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. How do you know that he didn't sin? That's when you your go time, Capsulaki. No problem. We are very fair. All right, so we're going into the yeah. next round. I'm I learned my moderation skills from Cap. I'm doing this round, too. So look, guy, it, <laughs> he, he, he asked for one opponent. Go ahead, brother. So now in this round, we are showing we are not in the New Testament. It's that we are under the New Covenant. Which covenant are we under? Which testament? We are under the New Testament. I just want to make, because that don't sound like what he said, and I wanted to hear what he said. Can you tell oh, it? Oh, well, I said that, 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 yeah, that, that we are not under the New Covenant. Or New Testament. That that was the um, topic. Okay, so the topic is we are not in the New Testament. Okay. Yes, sir. So you got seven minutes to show we are not in the New Testament. By all means, whenever okay, you. Go. Okay. Can you give me a halfway warning when when I go? Copy. I'll give you a three minute warning. Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. No sweat. Your time starts when you start talking. Okay, I'm ready. Um. All right. The New Covenant now. A covenant, first of all, is an agreement. A covenant is an agreement with parties, with two or more parties. So when you make a covenant, there's a, a covetor and a covetee, and you agree on certain things, and you have to be there to agree. I, I can't agree for something for somebody else. If I make an agreement with somebody, that's between me and that person. That ain't for outsiders. That's for me and that person. Now, uh, in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, it says, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Let me, let me get that verse. I'm, I'm just quoting it. Let me get it real quick. Okay, Jeremiah 31. Verse 31. Okay, behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that they took 
that I took by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband in them, said the Lord. But this, this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Now, the covenant we see is to, first of all, it's to Judah and to Israel. Okay, after those days, saith the Lord. Verse 33, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse 34 is the kicker. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me. From the least of them and to the greatest of them, said the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Now, notice it says, they shall teach no more every man his neighbor. The very fact that you guys have Bible studies on YouTube illustrates in a profound and equivocant way that we are not in the New Testament. Because if we was in this covenant, you would not need to teach anybody because it says they will all know him. Nobody got to ask their neighbor, uh, who's the Lord? Show me the Lord. Teach me, teach me about the Lord. It says, for they will all know me. So we cannot be in the new covenant because this verse here explicitly says some of the things that's going to happen under the new covenant, and that has not happened. Number two, point number two, um, let me get it right quick. Now, to be a, in the covenant, you have to make the covenant. Now, let's look at what if Israel made another covenant with the Almighty in the New Testament. Matthew 26, verse 28. It says here, this is Yeshua speaking. It says, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Now watch this. Let's see about this. In John chapter 1, verse 11, this is what it said about how Israel, how Judah felt about the covenant. It says, he came into, it says, speaking of Yeshua, he came to his own and his own received him not. That right there. His own, his own is the, is the Israelites. He came to his own and they received him not. So was there a covenant? Absolutely not because so they three, rejected him. So you got three minutes remaining. Thank you. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. It says this, For I would not, brethren, that ye shall be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Israel did not accept Christ. Israel is blind. So how is there even possibility of being a new covenant when they, the people of the Almighty, rejected Christ, the one that you call Christ, when they rejected Yeshua? So there cannot be a new covenant. That's um, Go back to something else that he said while, while I got the time. I believe the works of Josephus. I believe the works of Tacitus. 
He said the fact that I that I acknowledge that Yeshua lived and that he was crucified that that validates the validity and that's illustrating that the New Testament comes from the Almighty. Absolutely not. Like I say, I believe in Josephus, Tacitus, um, many historian historic works. I believe in, but do I say they from the Almighty? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And another thing, this double prophecy thing, if that's the case, we can't interpret the scriptures anyway. Just like the New Testament interpreting, they mishandled the Tanakh. Even the Orthodox Israelites, the Orthodox Jews, do the same thing with their oral law. They oral law, they say that they got that from the Tanakh, but they interpret it in a way that is not legit. They say that... Um, where it says, don't boil a kid in his mother's milk, they take that to mean that you can't have milk and meat in the same table, in the same dinner, which is false. But that's the interpretation. But you can't get that out of Tanakh. So you got to interpret the scriptures like the scriptures say. I yield the rest of my time. Hey, man, okay. thank you. No thank sweat. You. Thank you, man. We appreciate that greatly, man. Um, so I'm going to stop. You out? Oh, All right, so I'm going to reset the time. Uh, this is when we talk about are we in the New Testament, are we in the Old? So this will be my time to, I guess, talk if we're in the New Testament. All right, so I'm going to start my time when I start talking. Uh, the brother ended this round as well, just as he ended the previous round, once he agreed that Christ existed and he was crucified. He wouldn't have been crucified if he wasn't doing what he was doing. So in Jeremiah 31 and 31, it said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, which totally gets rid of the Old Testament now. The very book that they're following, that they don't make no sacrifices, they will tell you we can't make no sacrifices, can't keep some of the Passovers and feast days and stuff like that because they're not in the land. But will not show you a law that says you can't keep in the land. Not one. Verse 32 says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, which is telling you that this covenant is different. So the way the old covenant was is not going to be the way this one was. Now, because the brother already read it, I'm going to go to 33. It says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their inward parts. And I will write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. What does that mean when he says, I will put my law in my inward parts? For those that don't know, we're in the New Testament now with the law in our inward parts. And what the part of that means in your inward parts, there's not a priest to make us keep the law. So how are we keeping the law? We're keeping the law because we are a law to ourselves because the law is in our inward parts. Precept, Romans 2 and verse 14. It says, for the Gentiles which have not the law, meaning don't have the priests, do by nature the things contained in the law, they having not the law, are law unto themselves. That's the point of what Jeremiah 31 has said because the priests failed at their job. So now we get the law in our inward parts and begin to govern ourselves. So it's a process. That's the first step. We get the law into our inward parts. So when we go back to Jeremiah 31, and then now we read 34. Hold on. Let me get back to Jeremiah. Bear with me one second. So when we go back to Jeremiah 31 and we read 34, when he says, 
So now remember, the law gets in our inward parts and it gets written in our hearts, which is talking about our mind. And then we shall be their God and they shall be my people because if we're not in the New Testament, then we're not God's people. Hosea 1 said we was cut off from being his people. That's what makes Romans important because in Romans, Paul said, where it was said, you're not the children of God. There you shall be called the sons of the living God. So we go according to this brother's logic. We're not even God's people right now. We're still waiting for the time to be back to God's people, which would be impossible to be in the New Testament because we are waking up to who we are right now. So how can we wake up to being the children of Israel if we're not God's people and not in the New Testament? So again, verse 34 says, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. How do we get to know him? It got in our inward parts. It got into our minds. So it's not magic, which the brother would have you believe that it's just magic. You're just going to automatically know. That's not how God works. Everything works by your work. When you put it in your heart, when you put it in your mind, now you don't have to have nobody to govern you. The brother also said you have to have a testor when you make a covenant. It's clear in Matthews 26 that he pulled. He made my job kind of easy. In Matthews 26 and 28, he says, for this is my blood of the New Testament. You can't have a testament without blood. And he said, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many in the remission of sins. This is the start of the New Testament. The ending of the New Testament Three minute warning, is when we're in the kingdom of heaven. Now, Abraham got the covenant before Isaac was even born. Abraham did not get the benefits of that covenant because there was a process to it. Isaac had to be born. Jacob had to be born. Twelve tribes of Israel had to be born. And they went into captivity. And when they came out, then they got the covenant of the promised land that was promised to Abraham. So that's the stage that we're in right now. We are the children of the promise working to receive the promise of the kingdom of heaven in this New Testament. So again, if we're not in the New Testament, then we're not God's people because Hosea, the first chapter, said we would not be his people for a time. Of course, not forever, but just cut off for a time. So what he said about that part? Was also allowed. I'm gonna go to Hebrews 9th chapter again. Did I wanna, yeah, I'm glad. So I want to go to Hebrews the ninth chapter again because my last time was kind of cut short. So Hebrews 9, it clearly says, But Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling unclean sanctify the purifying of the flesh, how much, how much more shall the blood of Christ? And that's what actually cleansed us. It was the blood of Christ. Now, one thing he mentioned in John 1 and 11, when it says he came unto his own and his own received him not, that's not talking about everybody. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had no disciples. He wouldn't have had nobody to write these records if his own received him not. So when you go to Mark 8 and 31, it says, and, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of who? The elders the chief priests, the scribes, and to be killed. So it wasn't the people that hated him. 
It was the people in power that hated them. Further power, further proof of that is in John the 11th chapter when he raised Lazarus from the dead. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, what did the people in charge say? What do we do? 11 and 48. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him and the Romans shall come and take away our place and nation. So he did not prove everybody rejected him. That's a lie. He went to Jeremiah 31 and 31 to show that in Jeremiah, we was done with the old covenant. That a new covenant was coming. And if the new covenant is not here, then we can't be God's people because the only thing that can redeem us back to God is a blood sacrifice. I'm saying sacrifice because you know you sacrifice a lamb, X, Y, Z, like that. And by his own admission, you have to have a sacrifice. So we was cut off in Hosea 1. He would have to show where did we come back to being God's people without that sacrifice. Are you? And that is time. All right, so brother, you get a five-minute rebuttal. Um, again, okay. as, you, as you know, it'll start. We'll give you a, you want a two-minute warning, right? Yes, sir. All right, so you'll get a two-minute warning. Once um, you start talking, you'll make, we'll make sure you get a two-minute warning. Okay. Notice the, um, in John 1.11, he said he came into his own, but his own received him not. They, the, the, the Israelites didn't receive him as a, as, a, as a nation. If you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 29, and read all the way through, the whole nation accepted the covenant. And he said he, the leaders didn't accept it in the, the so-called New Testament. But if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 29 and read down, it, it'll tell you all the captains, all the leaders, everybody, Joshua, they all accepted the covenant. So just because um, uh, one or two or whatever, a few people accepted that is not that cannot validate the acceptance of the whole nation the whole nation have to accept it if, if you read Tanakh about the um the messianic age the whole nation the whole nation is involved not just one or two people um let's see do i mean actually the new testament Israel did not accept it. Um, oh, Hosea. He spoke about Hosea talking about a nation being cut off. Hosea, if you read, um, get a, um, a, a handbook and read about the prophet Hosea, you will see that the prophet Hosea prophesied to the northern kingdom. That's not, he, didn't even, he wasn't even prophesying to, the, to, to Judah. He wasn't even prophesying to the southern kingdom. I didn't examine the verse that he read, but he said uh, them being cut off. But like I say, Hosea prophesied to the northern kingdom, so that wouldn't be violent. Um, another thing about me admitting that there is uh, uh, was a Yeshua, that does not validate the fact that the Almighty uh, authorized the so-called New Testament. Like I say, I read and study and believe a whole lot of books, but all those books, only one, only, only the Tanakh, I say, come from God. Only the Tanakh. Just because I uh, recognize that there was a Yeshua does not mean that I believe that uh, 
Um, the writings, everything about him is true. I know that he lived and that he died. He was executed. They they put that in there because that's uh, if if you anybody do textual criticism, you will see the things that were probably true and the things that probably wasn't true. But you have to study textual criticism. You have to really get deep about that. Um, but other than that, him being crucified, absolutely, I believe it. I believe it, but two minute, two minute warning. The, okay, thank you. But the New Testament is being legit. Absolutely not. Back to um, Jeremiah thirty one thirty one. Notice what it says. It says, "No, you won't ask your neighbor." See, it's not even talking about the priest. He said the police, the priest blew it. But Jeremiah thirty one thirty one, it didn't say nothing about the priest. It's just talking about the average person. It says, "And they shall teach no man." And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor. Meaning you teach me, I teach you. Uh-uh. It says for every man. It, say, it says, let me read it. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, know the Lord. It says, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. So how can you prove that is what we're in now? When that is not the case, that's not what's going on. We all got to sit down, have Bible study, and every neighbor teach every another person. Did you say time? No, you have a minute left. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so Jeremiah 31 and um, 34 absolutely it refutes what he's saying. Something's going to be different. The Israelites always taught each other throughout the ages, but something is different this time. Something is different. You ain't going to have to go to your neighbor and say, what does, this, what does this mean? What does that mean? No. It says, for they shall all know him. There will be no more teaching. It says, it says right there, there will be no more teaching. In verse 34, it says, they shall teach no more. They shall teach no more every man his neighbor. See, but the fact that y'all have a Bible study meaning that we're not there, we're not in the New Testament. Are you at my time? With nine seconds to spare, Cap, you got five minutes to respond. Okay, give me one second. Once again, this is Cross the Line Radio. Anybody who wants to set up a formal debate, you can call 646-221-1117. That's 646-221-1117. And you will get your shot with uninterrupted time. Everybody gets a fair shake. Everyone. And with that, you ready, Cap? Everyone. Salakia. Yeah, you, you can start. When you start, and yeah, 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 time. Appreciate it. Brother did not show where in Hosea we became Lord's people again. In Hosea 1, it says we was cut off from his people. He has not shown where we became the Lord's people again. He also tried to make it seem like it was like one or two people that followed after Christ. When you go to Luke 12... It says, in the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, in so much they, they, they trolled one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Because when he, when he came, he came as a direct conflict against the Pharisees. So again, here you see an innumerable multitude of people followed after Christ. So I don't know what his point was with that. Um, he also, I want y'all to pay very close attention when we have these debates. He said he didn't remember the other thing that I said. 
And, and if you're going to be a debater, the most important thing you have to do is remember what your opponent said so that you can accurately refute it. Because I clearly said, show me where we became God's people again. Even Caiaphas, when he prophesied, he prophesied not just for that nation only. Remember, he mentioned, the, he said Hosea was talking to the northern kingdom. So when did the northern kingdom become his people? Because none of us are his people, unless he's saying the northern kingdom ain't his people, but the Jews are his people, which would go right back to Romans, the 11th chapter, when he talked about the blindness happened to them. The blindness happened to the southern kingdom because they thought they was better than the northern kingdom. And so Christ's death was the end of the of bitterness or jealousy between Judah and Israel. That's the blindness. And how do I remember the blindness? Because I know how to debate, so I know he mentioned it. There was also something that he mentioned in the first round of Galatians 3 and 16, when it says, now to Abraham and his seed where the promise is made, he said, not into seeds as of many, but as of one, into thy seed, which is Christ, as if there was a contradiction between the old and the new, when that wasn't the case. Paul was using this as a metaphor so we can know that the same thing about the seed being only about Israel in the old is the same thing about it only being about the seed, which is Israel in the new, that there is no difference between the two things that we're talking about. So now if I was to go further, what is this subject again about the New Testament? Is it valid? Are we in the New Testament? Are we in the new, under the New Testament? Let me go to Luke 4. This is the gospel. And this is what he claims. I guarantee you he claims he's doing this, but I guarantee you he'll tell you he's not doing no sacrificing. No sacrificing of no animal at all. And I need him to show me where in the law it says don't sacrifice an animal. That's going to be a question. So Luke 4 and 18. This is what we all do. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. Luke 4 and 18. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the deliverance to the captives, the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set liberty to them that are bruised. That's everything we do in this New Testament. And what happens in doing that? It goes right back to Jeremiah 31 and 31 when it says, Behold, the days come when I make a new covenant with the house of Israel. I will put my law in their inward parts. To the brother listening, God is not coming down here to touch your head. And then, boom, you learn magic. But when we go out there to preach the gospel to the poor, that's them getting the law, coming back into the covenant. When we go and heal the brokenhearted, preach the deliverance, tell them you are the children of Israel, that's what the New Testament is all about. That's the time that we're in. One minute warning. That's the time that we're in right now. The fulfillment of the New Testament is when the kingdom of heaven gets here. But we're in the New Testament right now. I yield the rest of my time. I think I've clearly proven that we're in the New Testament. He would have to show what we're in right now. I don't know what we're in right now according to him. He would have to show that. All right, so with, with that, questions? what we're going to do is, um, what? That's what you want to do? Two questions. Okay, so what we're going to do, just so, because we have a lot of, we have a surplus of callers tonight, brother, which, what you could do is, um, you, both, both of y'all can ask each other two questions. So you, any two questions you want, you can ask, and, and vice versa. Okay, you want to go first? No, you can go. Okay, um, question number one. 
Well, is it okay to eat animals that were sacrificed to idols? As Paul had mentioned in the book of Corinthians chapter 8, I believe, he had mentioned, yeah, he, had, he said it was no big deal. His philosophy was, we know there are no other gods. So he said it was okay to eat animal sacrifice to idols. What is your take on that? Okay, my take on that is that you should stay out of my book, and I'm going to answer the question being that you asked it. When you read 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, now to sum it up, right, I'm going to read verse 13, and then I'm going to tell you the point. In 1 Corinthians 8 and 13, it says, Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. That's the first thing you need to understand, which lets you know he did not eat the meat, nor did he condone eating the meat. The chapter was not about eating the meat. It was about something else. When you read the first verse, it says, Now touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And if any man think he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing as ye ought to know. Verse 4. As concerning, therefore, the eating of things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and that there is none other God but one. For though they be called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is one God, the Father, of whom all things we in him. Verse 7. Howbeit there is not every man that knowledge. So what is the point? I'm going to use a common today's time example to explain what Paul is saying here. You have something called Thanksgiving celebrated every year. Or let me use something that is more directive to an idol. You have... Christmas dinner. I'm calling it Christmas dinner because if you walk in the house on December 25th, what are you eating? Christmas dinner. You and I know, talking to the brother on the line, that the Christmas dinner is involved with the Christmas tree, with Santa Claus and St. Nick and all of that. And that's idols. But now, to you and I for real, we know that that Christmas tree means nothing, that Christmas dinner is nothing. When I look at that piece of turkey, that's just turkey. It's not Christmas turkey to me because I don't celebrate Christmas. Christmas is nothing to me. But now imagine a young brother coming out the world that was just celebrating Christmas all his life. To him, it is Christmas dinner. And if he sees you eating that Christmas dinner, he's going to think you're worshiping Christmas. So the freedom that you have or the knowledge that you have that is just turkey is going to destroy that brother. So although I know that this is nothing but turkey, I will not eat this turkey because my brother believes that this is Christmas turkey. So he's not condoning the eating of food offered up to idols. He's actually telling brothers, because you have the knowledge that it's not an idol, don't hurt a brother's faith by eating the food knowing he's gonna think it's offered to an idol. That's the answer to your question. Okay. So now my, my, I get to ask you a question, and then you'll ask me a question. I'll ask you a question, and then we'll, okay, no problem. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can ask. So my question is like a two-part question. If we are not in the Old Testament because we broke it, and you say we're not in the New Testament because it's not here yet, what are we in, and are we God's people? We are still under the same covenant. The... um. You're talking about Hosea, 
But Hosea is before Ezra. He prophesied before Ezra. When Ezra came back from, when they came back from Babylon and rebuilt the temple that was destroyed, when they rebuilt the second temple, they commenced in the covenant. They still offered sacrifices and they still kept the law and they still obeyed the Almighty. They kept the covenant. So Hosea, when you said we're not a people, he was talking to the northern tribe. He was, check out any handbook and you will see that Hosea prophesied to the northern tribes. Isaiah prophesied to the southern tribe. But you, you, you have to look at a handbook to see or, or, you know, get deep in to see who was prophesying to who. Because each prophet, when a, when a tribe, when, a split, when they split, they was prophesying to different, to different tribes, to the northern kingdom or to the southern kingdom. And like I say, when, when they came back out of Babylon, the, you know, they could have said, well, you know, there's no more covenant. No, they rebuilt the temple, and the temple stood all the way into A.D. 70. They were still sacrificing. They were still doing all these things. Christ, the one that you call Christ himself, was sacrificing. So if, the temp, if, the, if it was gone when Hosea wrote, then what was Yeshua doing? He was out of pocket, if that's the case. If it was wrong when Hosea said we're not a people, then Yeshua was all wrong because he observed all the laws. He obeyed the Almighty. He observed the laws. He said if you want eternal life, he didn't say, well, the, 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 the law is dead, the covenant is broken. No, he said you want eternal life, keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. So what you're saying, what Hosea, we're talking about Hosea, that is, that in, in no way applies. If it do apply, then um, Yeshua was, was wrong, and all those that built the temple, Ezra was wrong, all, everybody, they was all wrong. They was all wrong, and they still wrong. So uh, what was the other part of it? Oh, oh, the other part was, yes, we are still under the same covenant. When every time they violated the um I, I got a I got a verse. Uh, forgive me a second. Um, let me see. I can show you other um, kings reestablishing the same covenant. They said we made a covenant with the Almighty. We made it. I made a covenant with with um, with the with the Almighty and the people. Although it's still he's still he's talking about the same covenant. He's not talking about a different a different covenant. Uh, let me see. Okay, Second Kings chapter eleven, verse seventeen, and Je Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they should be the Lord's people between the king also and the people. So, the, what covenant he's talking about? He's not talking about new laws. He's talking about the same law. He's just reestablishing the same law when Israel fall back. And they come back and accept the covenant, they they back accept it. And that's that's my answer. I appreciate it. Um, do you allow responses to your answer? Um no, you I think that'll be no, because I sure enough wanted to respond to yours. <laughs> no, you oh you could have. Yeah, you, you could have. If you would have just asked like how I asked, I would have allowed you to um respond to it. It wouldn't have been no big deal. 
I thought you was actually. Right, uh, I, I I sure wanted to, but I just wanted to obey the the. Um... Oh no! You, if you'd have said so, if you would have said so, so I tell you what, I won't because you didn't respond to my first question. I won't take advantage and respond to your question. So we'll go to, um, I guess, the next question. So you can ask me a question, okay? And when I respond to it, you can respond to my answer, so to speak, and then we'll do it like that way to be fair, because I don't want to feel like I took advantage. Okay. All right. You so you can ask your question. Oh. Uh, let's see. Do I have another question? If you okay, don't, that's fine. Second. Yeah. If you don't, that's fine. If you, I tell you what. If you don't have another question, but you would like to respond to my last question, we can use that instead. Like my answer that I gave to your question. If you wanted to respond to that, you can respond to that. Oh, what was your last question? You at no, no. When I responded to your question, no, no, I'm about, not saying what was the question that you asked me. I forgot what it was. No, no, no. Remember when you first asked me about um, the sacrificing food to idols, and then I uh -huh. answered. You said you wanted to respond to that. Oh, so okay. what I was saying, okay, okay. yeah, I, I respond to right. It. So what okay. I was saying, great. Just, just so you know, so I was saying, if you didn't have another question, what we could do is I can allow you to respond to what I said to you about First Corinthians eight about the idols. And then I can respond to your last question. That way, it's fair. Okay, great. Let, let's let's do that. Let's okay. do that. That'd so, be great. No problem. So you can okay. respond. Okay. Now, back to what you were saying about Corinthians. Paul was absolutely allowing for them to go to the temple. He was actually saying it's okay to go to the temple where the gods, the so-called gods, were and eat the foods that were sacrificed to them he was actually saying that and he um the question well that's right we're in questions i'm in teaching mode sorry um no it could, it could be however you want it's fine because this would be the okay. last back okay. and forth so if you want to ask me questions in the middle or bring a scripture in the middle that's fine okay well okay well well paul was um actually a condoning it that they can eat those sacrificed foods but um back to about that the, the other part of that i don't know if you got to the other part where the apostles themselves told paul do not they gave rules to the gentiles and one of those rules was don't uh, eat nothing strangled and don't eat nothing sacrificed to idols but paul said that it's cool because we know there ain't no other god but god but he, he said it's cool. But he really? went not only against what Tanakh says, but he uh, went against what the apostles, what Jan namely James had told him in Acts chapter 15, I believe, and in Acts chapter, uh, right. I think, 21 or something. But you, James you told him, don't do that. But hey, Paul brother. did it. Okay, that's... No, no, I was just going to... respond to that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask you, can you show me where he said it was okay to eat it? I know you okay. made this statement. So, like, the, where you talking about abstain from idols, that's Acts 15 and 20 and 29. Yeah. Where it says um, okay. abstain from the idols and stuff like that. In 1 Corinthians, the 8th chapter that you went to, um, where does he say you can eat them? Because I read a, a lot of the verses in the chapter. Can you show me where he said to eat it? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm at. That's what I'm looking for. That's the one thing I don't see in First Corinthians, the eighth chapter, unless it's another chapter. If it's another chapter, that's fine. But I don't see it in First Corinthians, the eighth chapter. And I've never known, seen him say you can actually eat it. 
But if you can show me that, that'll be cool. And I'm looking up just to see okay, if. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you can show me where he said it's okay to eat food off of the idols, um, that's because that and because that's your point of contention, saying you basically because he would be breaking the law at that point. So if you can show me that. Okay. I'll, I'll give you some time to uh, show that. And then while you look for that, um, I'm gonna respond to your question. But whenever you find where he said it's okay to eat, okay. Okay, verse number verse number eight. It says, "Oh, I hold on. I got a different version. Let me go back to the KJV here." Mm -hmm. Verse number eight. He says, "For meat commended us not to God. For neither if we eat or we the better, neither if we eat not or we the worse." So he said, it's, it's no matter." And then verse nine goes says, "Can you read the verse before that?" Can you read verse, that again? Can you read verse seven? How be it? Uh, how be it? There is there is not in every man that knowledge, for some with conscience of the idol, and to this hour eat it is a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. So what does that mean? Do you know oh. what that means? He's saying that some, if, if your conscience is weak, if you believe that the that there is uh, that that is a God other than the Almighty, then your conscience you're gonna be defiled because you're weak. Be de you're eating with offense. Right? Who's gonna be defiled? The weak brother. The one that believes it's an idol, right? Yes, the one that believes that 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 it is actually a God, okay. that it's actually a deity. If you believe it's a deity and you eat. Then you're gonna be defiled right. because your conscience is weak. Your but he said to the other gonna, brother, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. Just that, just walk with me for a second. So now in verse eight it says, but, okay. but meat commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse, right? And then verse nine, yeah. but and then verse nine says, but take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Now remember, you said he's saying it's okay to eat it, that you can't eat it. It don't sounds like he. It don't. Yes, sound yes. But verse, verse. Go ahead. Okay. Verse eight says, verse eight and verse nine together says it's okay to eat because he's saying it's by this, this liberty of yours, you can be a stumbling block for your brother. He said you okay, don't so believe that's not, in so now, God. Okay, so now let me help. Let me help you a little bit, being especially being you don't believe in the okay. New Testament. So I'm gonna help you just a little bit. So remember okay, this. Can you read verse ten? It's also yeah. I'm gonna read. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. 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 Like I said, because we having a back and forth, that's fine. So you don't have to apologize. And of course, I don't see you. So you're gonna speak. I'm gonna speak. So I think we can have a cordial back and forth without it being a big deal. So now, okay. I, and I'll read verse ten. So I'm explaining to you. And and just to give you the point, I'm gonna read verse one. It says, now touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. Charity is love. That's what edifies. Knowledge does not edify. That's the subject, right? And so now when you go to yes, sir. from there, when you go to verse four, it says, as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered on sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world. That's the knowledge that profit up and that there is none other God but one. 
That's the knowledge that puffeth up, right? So now in verse six, yes, so now in verse, I'm sorry, in verse seven, it says, how be it in not, excuse me, there is not in every man that knowledge. So what knowledge does every man not have? That this idol is nothing. Every man don't have that knowledge. Every, most men have the knowledge that that's an idol. So when you get to, but meat commended us not to God for neither if we eat, are we the better? Neither if we not eat, are we the worse? He's actually telling the one that has the knowledge not to eat. That's why verse nine says, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. So you have this knowledge which puffs you up. But if you love your brother, you're not going to eat to put a stumbling block in front of someone. Verse 10, for if any man see thee which has knowledge that puffeth up, sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him that is weak be emboldened to those which are offered the idol. So now let's say you have the knowledge that whether you walk into your own house or whether you walk into the house of Baal, that meat that you eat don't mean nothing to you because you know Baal is not really a God. But when I see you walk in there, I'm going to think you're offering your idol up unto Baal. Should you eat the meat? I'm asking No, you. sir. That's what Paul is saying. Paul is telling them not to eat the meat. And you know that because he says, I'm going to keep going. So now I'm going to read 11 through 13. It says, and through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. So Christ died for this brother to repent from the idol. And you're going to make him weak to think that he can eat the meat off of the idol when he was just given the opportunity to repent. Verse 12. But when ye sin so against your brethren, now he's telling you that by eating that meat, you're sinning against your brother. It says, but when ye so sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. He's actually telling them it's still a sin to eat that meat offered unto idols. That's why verse 13, it says, wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. So the point of this, remember, the, the, the Paul's writings are letters to the brothers in their school. So he's writing to the brothers in Corinthians and telling them to stop eating meat off of the idols because you're offending your brother. And he's calling it a sin against your brother to do so. So this chapter is not telling him to eat meat off of the idols at all. I tell you what, I like the way you read. You read much better than me, and I understand it better the way you read it because you're a clear reader. I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> in saying that, I think you validate my point. I think I, what, it, what it's really saying is you can eat the meat. The meat is nothing. We don't believe in no God but God. You can eat it, but you just can't eat it around your weak brothers. No, brother. See, he, did, he didn't say. No, he, didn't he say said he didn't say. He didn't say but that listen, he was wrong. Hey, listen though. He no. Listen, the conclusion of the matter it says, "Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while right. the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend." 
Let's say if the brother, right? Let's say, let's say so now for I'm gonna it's use. All, I'm it's use, all wait, about the what, brother. Hold on, hold on. What you were saying from the first that, uh, about exact, charity. That's what the whole thing's about. The, thank and you. He was right. He was right. He was right. That's my point. So now, but here's this. Here's the bigger point. That idol is nothing, but your brother is everything. So I'm not eating nothing off of the idols because my brother may see me, even though I think it's just turkey, even though I just think it's just a steak. If that steak is offered to an idol, and I'm going to tell you something, brother, we live this every day. When Thanksgiving comes, I don't go around my family on Thanksgiving because I know how they get down. If I go to my mother's house on Thanksgiving, you know what she's going to think? I'm celebrating Thanksgiving. Now imagine a young brother I'm teaching about Thanksgiving and how evil it is, and he see me at my mama's house on Thanksgiving eating turkey. I just sinned against that brother. Even though to me, it's just turkey. If I go to my mother's house on Christmas, it's just meat for me. But because I know that can offend my brother, and let me tell you who else it will offend. The family that I come around and believe I'm an Israelite, they will now say, Tazari, I can't really know Israelite. I saw him at his mama house on Christmas Day. Now, the ones that might have stopped celebrating Christmas are not going to stop because they see me in the house. That's the point. Of. This scripture is about how you give charity to a brother, love to a brother. You don't offend brothers by eating food offered unto idols. That's why he called it a sin. So again, if you're saying I broke it down and explained it, you should clearly see he's never talking about eating no food offered unto idols. He's telling you not to eat the food offered unto idols. Well, I believe according to this, this whole context that he's talking about offending your brother. Well, if he, it offends your brother, uh -huh. don't do it. Well, to but avoid not... Well, to avoid an unnecessary... Not... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you... No, were you yeah, speaking? Yeah, I was going to say, to avoid an unnecessary going back and forth, you clearly... I, I would have to be the superiority on this subject only because by your own admission, you don't believe. So because you don't believe, you could never understand this. I'm not saying that in an offensive manner, no. but that's what you said yourself. So I'm trying. What I'm trying to do is teach you what it's really talking about. Your understanding of this is from a Christian perspective, because I know Christians use this to say you can eat foods. They use Acts the tenth chapter to say you can eat unclean foods, and so we have to come behind and clean up their filth. We have to clean up the garbage that Christianity has put on this scripture. So I'm giving you what it is. What I would suggest, maybe you go back and watch it again. And then Lord allow you get the understanding on it. Okay, but uh, I don't. I, I, I interpret things in the context <laughs> that they're in, not right. Okay, so you know now, what I'm brother, saying? right? In the so, context suggests that what what you said at first is that the purpose is not to offend your brother. The, but even 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 so, he he still disobeyed what the. Um, Apostles told him is to tell those Gentiles do not absolutely do not eat things offered to idols. Now let me tell Paul you, how, okay, no was, problem. Ain't nothing wrong with it nope, as long as nope. we know that those idols aren't God. You don't understand counsel. I, I'm gonna tell you why. So if you go to Acts 15, that's when they told not to eat it, right? 
So now if you know black yes, people, sir. so now if you know black people, I'm gonna see if you know black people. So in Acts the 15th chapter, they saying don't eat food offered to strange gods, right? Now, who's telling them not to do it in Acts 15? James. Uh, who? James. It says James in there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was either Acts 15 or Acts 29. One of them, he, he was talking with James, wasn't he? Who was talking with James? Paul. So Paul was there too? Yeah, yeah, he told Paul to deliver this, to deliver this to the Gentiles. No, no, what I'm saying is, so if I go to Acts 15 and 25, it says, it seemed good to us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the same name of our Lord, Yahweh Shah Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the things with thy mouth, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that ye abstain from meats offered the idols and from blood and from things you have strangled and from fornication so would you agree that Paul is aware as they're all having this conversation that they're not to eat meats offered to idols right absolutely they said it seemed good I got to them you. and not only to them but to the Holy Spirit exactly so now if he's addressing it again in 1 Corinthians, the eighth chapter, why do you think he's addressing it again in 1 Corinthians, the eighth chapter? Paul is totally contradicting no, what the council no, 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 was. No, 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 I ain't saying, no, no, that's not my, I ain't saying, I'm not talking about whether you believe he's contradicting or not. If they, if they already okay. talked about it in Acts 15, why is he talking about it again in Corinthians, the eighth chapter? Those are two different locations. But why is he talking about it again? Just think, they traveling back and forth. So they bring in the message of what they did in Acts, what they did in Corinthians, Galatia. They know, they all know. So why is he talking about it again if he already talked about it in Acts, the 15th chapter? If you can get this, you'll understand he's not telling them to do it. He he speak, he's writing a letter to the to the church at Corinthians, right? And telling them about love. If you want to, this is love. He he showed like you said the the first thing he talked about is charity. Okay, so now, now so, he's saying that you have liberty. He says that you have liberty in Yeshua, and your liberty don't let them be a stumbling block before your brother. So the, one of so the stumbling blocks was mm -hmm. these these meats offered offered to idols. That was a, that would be a stumbling block to your weak-minded brother who don't understand that an idol is nothing. So now here's what I'm I gonna mean, do. So here's what I'm gonna do, and then we're gonna start taking calls. The reason okay. why he, the reason why he's bringing it up again, Ock, is because they were still eating the meat. That's why he was bringing it up again. So now he has to tell them stop eating the meat. Yeah, you have the knowledge that it's not an idol, that it's just me. But this brother that's weak, he don't have that knowledge. And you're sinning against him. The fact that he says it's a sin against your brother is letting you know it's not just a sin against you, it's a sin against your brother too. That's why he said knowledge profit up, but charity edifieth. So the reason why he's talking about it again is because they're doing it again. I, 
Now, to uh, like I said earlier, to avoid okay, that, that that makes that makes perfect sense. I I, I I agree with you on that. I agree with you that they were doing it, and but if you notice, why why hey, did Paul just said hey that? Hey brother, Hello? yeah, like I said, that was going to be the last response because we got calls that we're going to take. You was definitely an excellent. Okay. You was definitely an excellent combatant in the sense of having an excellent decorum. We could definitely do it again at another time. Maybe we have different subjects, it, or we can continue the same subject, however you feel. Um, so we, with that, we're going to end this debate. I'll give you a minute if you want to close out, make a closeout statement, and then we'll take. Um, you know, we'll go back to our normal schedule, uh, taking calls. All right. So you can close out. You know, you can let okay. them know who you are. You can let them know where they can find you if they want to check you out. You have the ability to do that. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, my name is um, Ezra Maxberry. I just started a YouTube channel. It's called Karaite Israelites for Truth. Karaite is spelled K-A-R-A-I-T-E, Israelites for Truth. I just started a video. I'll be doing one every week. Um, and I like to say that I do appreciate these brothers. They showed me great hospitality. I thought I thought they were going to be rude, but they were they were super. So everybody I give them that. brothers that. Yeah. Everybody they, they thinks are, that for some reason. Everybody are, thinks that for some speaking? reason. Yeah, I was going to say everybody thinks that for some reason. I don't know why. But but you can finish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. These brothers showed me great hospitality. Um, and they, they got nothing but thumbs up as far as the way that they treated me. They treated me uh, like a brother um, in their house. So I appreciate it, and I thank you all very much. And study what we talked about and decide for yourself, because I believe that's what these debates are. They so much for the listeners to study for themselves and see what both parties said. And thank you once again, brothers. Hey, no problem, brother. You take care. I would always suggest you no get in sweat. class. So you can learn, and I hope you, when you go back and watch this, you'll see what I was saying about 1 Corinthians 8. You have a great day. We're going to go ahead and take some other calls, so I'm going to mute you or you can hang up, all right? Shalom, brother. Okay. All right. Shalom. 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 Let's get those likes up. All right. 973-573. You're on Cross the Line Radio. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I just grabbed the number one. Oh, God. Shalom, cats. D from North. What's going on? Right, what's I'm up, just Deep? listening. Oh, yeah, okay, no I'm sweat. Just man. Right, I'm, gonna... I'm just going to listen in. No sweat. I got you. We'll put you on mute. 914-222. You're on Cross the Line Radio. What's your name? Where you calling from? They gave me the power. <laughs> power. No? Uh, don't want to say nothing? Let's do this. You got it? Okay, you got it. 914-222. 914 914-222. Who's this? Um, this is Pre-Signal Professor Shafra from Canada. Yeah. What's going on? Huh? What's going on? Huh? You got a question or comment? Yeah, I have a question. Um, in, Gen in Genesis 7 and 2, right? You can get this much oh, Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. yeah. When, um, yeah, when they talk about the... Um, the unclean animals and uh, the unclean uh, animals, right? So when you um, when you say like a pig, no, a pig would be an unclean animal. So the same male and female, right? God. Why one they was to know, right? Why one they was to know about um, when committed the unclean animal, right? They say by seven male and female. So um, a goat or a lamb, right? 
that would be a clean animal. So I wanted to know if it was 14, if it was 14, like lamb of um, lamb, or a goat of every um, of the clean animal went in there. That is a good question. I would I would say fourteen. That would I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I never looked at it like that. Uh, yeah, you asked a good ass question, man. I asked a general about it, but I would say um, it would be fourteen. But to be you know scripturally correct, I'll check with the generals and then get back to yeah, you. Yeah, let me make sure. I don't yeah. want to just say that. I don't want to say that. Yeah, and then be wrong. Sure. But I, I would imagine that makes more sense, right? Because the male and female, seven of them, which it is said, the 14, it says, right? It says male and female. Can, can. Yeah. Just to be clear, but I think, I believe that's what it's saying, but we'll make, we'll, we'll confirm. Yeah, we'll check the math. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for it to be like just seven of them uneven. It would. It would. You know what I mean? It really would. It really would. Yeah. Was there anything else out? But okay, we'll definitely well, check. I'll check with you. Yeah, right. that, that's it. That's it for the um, for the night. Day. <laughs> All right, don't sweat out. We appreciate it. First time, first time talking to her. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll probably meet up with her. I have to talk more again too. Gun, gun. All right, so I'll check with General, and then uh, you you should you you should have the answer by Monday's class. Okay, no sin. All right, no sweat. Shalom. Yeah, what's your work done? Hey, sure work done. Hey, shalom. Six 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 two two four four. Shalom. Yeah, how about you? Shalom. Who's this? This is a priest of the Mississippi Camp. What's going on? Feel like it, sir. Uh, not, not, nothing much. Um, I had one comment for Officer, I mean, for Lockyer, for Captain Cesario, and I got a one question for Captain Kapazak. Okay, go ahead. I... Okay. Uh, uh, which one do you want me to do first, sir? Whatever you want. Okay. This to you first, uh, Cap, Captain Cesario. One, uh, one comment to you is, is that... Uh, I used to love getting on the phone and watching you debate uh, Muslims and Christians and Buddhists and African Bambada. I used to love I used to love to watch the uh, debate that you did, but now when I watch you battle the Christians, it's like watching Mike Tyson pistol whip a 15 year old blind <laughs> retarded kid with his hands tied behind his back. That's funny, man. That's, that's funny, man. That's funny. Well, I appreciate it that, is, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's crazy, sir. Um, it just I'm it's I mean I I still do it just so I can sharpen up every sword that I got in my arsenal. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not even really fun no more. It's like class. Watching you battle Christians is like class. That's how it's supposed to be. And then you go out there and teach class, the same class we all teaching that we all learn from Commander That's Jesus right. on down. You know what I mean? And we're gonna have to do this till Christ return. So I'll be having sometimes I'll be having to, you know, build myself up to even do it. But you know what I mean? You keep keep it up and you be ready to rock and roll, all right? Then I want come, sir, and I just keep on watching you because I want my debate skills to be just as sharp as yours is. I would watch General Mahayman. I would watch General out I, I would definitely watch General Mahayman. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely watch General Muhammad and them as well because they're the debater of the debaters. I would definitely do that. Gun out of one gun. Gun, no sweat. You got something for Kadazai too, right? So why are you, sir? I got, but I got a question for uh, Captain Kadazai. Go ahead. Oh, what's going on? Huh? Hey, Cap, I got, I, I, I tried to uh, get in contact with you. I need to know, sir, I need you to tell me what is the proper protocol to get one of my songs on Bump It or Dump It? Uh, you just send it to Cross the Line Radio at Gmail, and then when we do a Bump It or Dump It, we'll play it. Um, we don't do them every week, but the uh, the next one, we could uh, I could throw you in the queue for it. Okay, come on, one concert. So, water, sir. Um, I got some. I want. I want you to really hear, it, sir. So, uh, uh, as soon as it's, um, I, I'll say, I'll say, post it, and um, I really want. I, I, uh, I really want to. I want to get something out, sir, on the bump of that dumping line. So, um, I'll. Uh, you want I'll, I'll do exactly that. Get on crossingline.com, and I'll make it happen. The water, the, the, the water, the you caption on the match. I write the thumb. To you and Captain uh, Kazaza, I mean Captain Kazaza and Captain Cesaria, and uh, that's really all I had to say. Um, Salami, how about Shimmy outside right the thumb? Hey, Salami, you have some show with the thumb. You should write the What's the petition? All right. 809 812. Yeah. Uh, he the DJ. He, that's okay. 809812. Shalom, who's this? This is Juan Gonzalez. I got a question um, about. Um, um, my question is um, I'm calling from DR. I'm Juan Gonzalez. So um, my question is that, you know, um, I wanted to find out if the, uh, you know, Lucifer and, and his demons got power just to, you know, without God uh, to kill or to do something without God's permission. Okay. Um, and if yeah, hold on. And and and, and weird, right? Cause one time I don't know if I missed if I got the wrong information, but he he had demons on the inside <laughs> that do the bad work to him, and then he got the the the, the angels on the inside that protect. So I just want to confirm. I'm really asking. Um, I don't know. All right. Um, all right. So one, there's a, there's just a couple of misconceptions you brought up, right? For example, one, Lucifer is not an angel. Is not a fallen angel. Um, Lucifer is not even a spirit. Lucifer is a man. When you go to Isaiah, the 14th chapter, when it talks about Lucifer, right? So I'm going to. I'm going to go to Isaiah 14 and 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weakest the nations? Now, first, what you got to understand is that this whole chapter is talking about the restoration of, of Israel, right? So when you start in the beginning of this chapter, it gives you the entire context. It talks about how the Lord is going to have mercy again on Jacob and that those who, were, who took us captive will be captives unto us and we will rule over our oppressor when you continue to read on for example isaiah 14 and 4 
that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, how hath the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased. Mm. Lucifer is the king of Babylon. Mm. You understand? And what it's talking about is Babylon and their rulership collapsing. And it continues to say the Lord had broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. So talking about the ruling class of Babylon being destroyed. So that sets up the entire context about what's happening. So if I drop back down, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? It's talking about the one who's shining in the earth. Who's shining in the earth? The ruling class of Babylon, the king of Babylon. How art thou cut down to the ground? Who's going to bring you to a low estate, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. And that's what they do. That's what they do inside Babylon. They try to climb to certain heights. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now, not only is this the stars of God in the sense of that they want to build space stations and exploration and go to Mars and so on and so forth, but the stars of God is Israel. They want to exalt themselves above us. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Do you understand? And that's what happens today. They rule over the congregation, right, which is Israel. I'm going to drop down to verse 16. It says, They that see thee, still talking about Lucifer, the king of Babylon, shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man? Is this the what? Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and did shake the nations? This is talking about not only one man, but if I drop down a little further just to give you some context for time's sake, verse 21, Prepare slaughter for his children. For the iniquity of their fathers, that they do not rise nor possess land nor fill the face of the world with cities. And I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon. Once again, this is what we've been talking about the whole chapter. The name and remnant and son and nephew, meaning this is a family. There are descendants here. This is not just talking about one man. This is talking about a people. What people? The upper crust class and race of people that's ruling Babylon. So Lucifer is, is not a, a spirit or a demon. Lucifer is a man with the spirit of Satan, and that is the so-called white man, our oppressor. Mm. Okay, so about the angels on the right-hand side and the ones that are on the left, do I got that wrong also? You know, the idea. Okay, yeah, the, the idea and concept that you have, it comes from Christianity. It comes from the idea of fallen angels. When angels obey the Most High perfectly, including right. Satan. So, for right. example, I'm going to take you to the book of Job. If we go to Job, and I'm going to start at verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God, the sons of God in this context is talking about the angels, came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. If Satan was cast out, if he was chained in everlasting darkness, you understand? What the hell is he doing up here with the sons of God talking to the Most High? And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. To and fro where? You understand? Meaning he's going in the earth. He's coming back. He's going in the earth. He's going here in the earth. He's going there and he's coming back. And he's giving a report of what he's doing and walking up and down in it. And the Most High said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Meaning, did you test Job yet? 
that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that fears God and escheweth evil. He stays away from evil. He's perfect. He keeps the law, statutes, and commandments. He obeys me. Satan says, excuse me, then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for naught? I mean, does he fear, do you fear him for nothing, though? Has not thou made a hedge about him, meaning he's protected, and about his house and about all he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth now thy hand, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And how is the Lord going to send forth his hand? What is going to be the hand of the Lord in this context? And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Meaning what? Not only did he give Satan an order, but he gave him a stipulation in the order to follow. And Satan obeyed it perfectly because no angels disobey the Lord. You understand? These angels, you understand, meaning these beings that the Most High made, you understand, that are not terrestrial, that are not like us, that are not flesh and bone, they obey the Lord perfectly. There's no such thing as fallen angels. That, that's an excuse to do two things. One, so that this way we don't blame the man who's murdering us. We look to some invisible force as the enemy. And two... You understand that we make an excuse for our own shortcomings and sins right. that we that we, we decide to say, well, you see, angels couldn't even obey. How could we obey? No, angels do obey and we ought to do the same. Right. Right. So so that means so do does he have bad angels that are, are ready to do, you know, to obey or or no? Yeah, absolutely. That's why when you see Saul, and, 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 and in terms of bad angels, this is what I want you to know. There's no angel that's bad. There's angels that have jobs. And their jobs is to test you to see if you will be bad or good. Right. You understand? So, for example, when, uh, mm -hmm. when Saul lost the spirit of the Most High and there was a spirit that went on him, it said, an evil spirit from the Lord. Meaning the Lord sent that spirit to torment him. The Lord sent that demon. Because there's a hierarchy. You understand? There's literally rank in heaven. And it's a military ordered structure. And they all obey the most high. Right. Okay, I got it. You know, um, much respect to you guys, man. And the guy that was talking on the phone before... You guys be beating these dudes up like, like Mike Tyson, man. And then yeah, most high, most Christ. High Christ. You know, they, that. they they should call up and ask questions, man. I mean, yeah. it is what it is, right? Thank you, man. Shalom. No sweat, shalom. And with that, good. And with that, don't forget about the ISUPK annual East Coast Cookout happening August 21st on Randall's Island. The link to donate to the GoFundMe is being put into the chat right now. So if you mess with the ISUPK, you like what we do, you want to be part of feeding our people, helping our people, make sure you donate to the GoFundMe. All right, shalom. Shalom. <laughs>